Yeah, that wasn't very convincing, was it? For those that that were really encouraging then, I'll uh, put that money straight into your account. Thank you. Let me unlock my tablet. It's probably a good place to start. How are we? It's warm, isn't it? Wow. Mel said to me today, she goes, you should wear your shorts. I go, yeah, nah, I should have worn my shorts. Yeah. I should have sported and just shown off those bronze beauties. You know, like, just should have done it. It's quite warm. But I, I just posted on, um, on Instagram slash Facebook slash Twitter um, while Andrew was playing that though it's warm, it's really cool to be able to worship God. Yeah. 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 You know, a little, I know it's a little bit of a play on words, but it's really nice to be, be able to come into God's house. Yeah. There'll be um, a stack of people watching the cycling today and doing all that sort of stuff, and they'll get great benefit of, from it. For their bodies, they'll be happy, probably sunburnt, but it does nothing for their souls. And so I'm not having a go at them, but I just think, you know, what a way to start the day. That's why it was really exciting last year, that uh, this, this year, last week, that the 1st of January was a Sunday. You know, to worship God on the first day of the year, it's really exciting, you know. Last week, just to share with you, last week while we were worshipping last week, I don't know what song it was, somewhere around the third or fourth third song that we were singing, there was, um, I got a really clear word from, from God and the word was freedom. It's really interesting that um, Dion um, smacked it a couple of times today while he was speaking on communion. But the word was freedom and as we were singing, the thought and feeling that I had and what I felt like God was saying was that for this year, for 2017, there's a real freedom yeah. available to us. Yeah, yeah? A, a real freedom in our worship, a real freedom in our faith a real freedom. And I happened to be speaking, that was the Sunday, I happened to be speaking with um, Ben Reeve on the Monday, just sharing with him what I had really felt strongly that God had said, because I said, that's going to be our overarching word for the year, freedom. You know, last year was all about being together and that'll continue. That's in the DNA of the church, that we do things together as a family. You know, and there are some things that, that we can look at that we need to do together. Some desires, delights and disciplines to be better Christians that we'll do together. But this year is a year of together. And as I shared that, he goes, while I was playing, he goes, I had the same word. I go, you're joking? He goes, no. He goes, and he goes, I felt like God was saying there's a year of freedom ahead for Mount Clear Church. Yeah, so I love it because in the mouths of two or three, it's confirmed. It's done. It's dusted. It's solved. You know? So... Grab hold of that word, sit on it, ponder it. See what God says to you in your souls uh, about freedom. And so God said that last week. And so I've been thinking about it. We're at the start of the year. We're officially in 2017, officially moving towards 2018. You know, it sounds so weird, it's so natural. It's no longer 2016, we're in 2017. And I don't know about any of you, but do you often sit down and think about the year ahead? I wonder what 2017's got. You know, just, we're in January, will work be the same? Will study be the same? Will family life be the same? I, I, I think many people sit and ponder. They just wonder, you know, what's to come. And so I, I wanted to share the word that God had given last week because that's the thought 
that I want to impart that I think is going to help you in 2017. You're free. You're free. Like you are free. You are free in Christ. Yeah? The Bible says that we were once slaves to sin. Yeah? But now we've not only been set free, we've been made free. That's pretty exciting at the start of the year as a thought as we're moving into the next day. We're free. We were slaves to sin. Slaves. You couldn't break free. You were owned by sin. You were owned by the enemy. You had a master that you could not break free from. You were absolutely done. All of us were done and dusted. Yeah? But now we're free. Free to live our lives no longer enslaved by sin. Free to live our lives completely free from the very thing that separated us from having a relationship with God. Free. And somewhere, I reckon, we have to come to the reality that we're free, which brings us to the point that there must be a reality that once you were slaves... (laughs) Once you, you weren't in God's favour, once you weren't, you know, his children, you were separated from him, yeah? Even if you were born into a Christian family, there comes a point in time in your walk where you go, yes, this is the real deal for me. My sons and my daughters are born into my family, into a Christian family, but there must come a time where they make a decision for themselves to break free and go for God, yeah? So you're free. Don't look so disappointed. You know, it says in Romans in chapter 6, from verse 10, when he died, he died once to break the power of sin, yeah? We were slaves to sin, and he died once to break the power of sin. And it says, but now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. So when Jesus died, he broke the power of sin over us. He broke that yoke of slavery. Yeah? He detached those chains. Yeah? Which allows you to be free in 2017. So Paul's saying, consider that power dead in your life. Consider it dead. There's a whole bunch of stuff we we could talk about, because if it's dead, why do we still struggle with stuff? Seriously. I don't think there's a certain... I'm going to sweep in generalisation, yeah? I love these, because it it, it means that, you know, I can say stuff and get away with it. (laughs) But if that power is dead in our lives... I'm going to suggest that every one of us still have moments where we struggle with stuff. Where we have this tug of war happening, you know. Paul's just saying, you were slaves. You were, you were, you were. But you're not anymore. You've been set free to live your life in 2017. Now... We get to take on this year full of God, full of hope, full of power, yeah? Let's just pray. 
before I mess up some of your theology. Father, I just thank you that you're God. I thank you that you're in control. I thank you that you loved us so much that you sent your son. I thank you that we can have a relationship with you, that we can speak with you and hear from you, be counseled and comforted by you. I thank you that we have the right now to call ourselves your children. You are our daddy, our father, our Abba, our Papa. And so we love you in this place. Teach us, challenge us, change us, strengthen us, uplift us, Lord God. Have your way in our hearts, in my heart. And all these people said, Amen. So, let's go on a journey. So Romans 6.20, when you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. We were all slaves to sin, which meant we were free from the obligation to do right. Didn't have to do it. You could do whatever you wanted. Yeah? But I've underlined in my notes, you, you were slaves. You were. It's the past. So in 2017, we're now free to make new decisions because we're no longer slaves, we were slaves. We've got to understand, put some groundwork in here. We're now free to worship, yeah? However you do it, laying down, raising hands, in your home, in your car, with your eyes closed, you know, just put cruise control on, it'll turn the corners. You know, you're free to worship. You're free to exalt him. You're free to shout and to sing to praise. You're free to be full of joy, no matter what you've experienced in life. You're free to experience all of that. You're free as Christians to live full of power and full of might, to go up and pray for people, to give prophetic, encouraging, uplifting, strengthening words. You're free to be like Jesus. You're free to be like him. Free to express yourself in 2017 totally different than you ever expressed yourself before. Free. From glory to glory and strength to strength. If you're like you were in 2016, then there's a stalemate there somewhere. You've stagnated. Yeah? Glory to glory, strength to strength would suggest a change. And if God has no beginning and has no end and we have his fullness and we grow into that with every revelation, then we're changing every day, every year. Yeah? Free, 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 free. Every human being longs for freedom, don't they? Every human longs to be free. Every man, every woman, every child longs to be free. We all want to enjoy life, don't we? Free from guilt, free from despair, free from sin, free from doubt, free from the temptations, free. Now, we all want to live significant lives. We all want to be a gift, yeah? yeah. <laughs> so God has created us, God has created you for freedom. It's your destiny. You know, if I had a good Darth Vader voice, I would say, you know, you, he's created you to be free. It's your destiny, you know? If only I had that. That Earl Jones voice. That would be awesome. Church, it's, 
It's your destiny. <gasps> you know? Like, it's your destiny to be free. I reckon that's great. <laughs> Let me go back to my notes for a minute. Part of that freedom, part of that freedom, yeah, part of having that freedom, living in freedom, is being everything that Father has destined and purposed us to be. Yeah? You know, last week, I spoke about being a gift, that it's our time. And having received the gift of Jesus from Papa, the gift that keeps on giving, now it's our time to be that gift to others. Yeah. And we had a look at Ephesians 5 where it says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. So we're told in Scripture to imitate Daddy in everything. So we were slaves to sin, yeah? We were slaves to sin, but now we've been made free so that we can imitate God. Yeah? There's no other step in between. It's not you've been made free so you can go left, go right, go up, go down. It's you've been made free so you can imitate the Father, so you can be like Him in everything. Not in some things. You don't imitate him in some things. You need to imitate him in all things. That's why that quote last week that I loved from Chris Valadon when he says, we are God's X factor, his secret weapon. That's not for those that are enslaved by sin. It is only for those that have been set free. We are God's X factor, his secret weapon, his ace in the hole, his divine strategy for global reformation. That's right, we are, you and me, the salt of the earth. We preserve the planet and are vital to life in the kingdom. We are the light rising in the darkness that is longing for a new day to dawn. It's you and me and it's people like us all over the world who are taking hold of this mandate to stand firm in our stations at the height of every city and shine against the backdrop of doom. Together we are the light of the world, illuminating breathtaking solutions to people in desperate, despairing and destructive circumstances. Man, what a quote. You have been set free. Yeah? You were slaves. He dealt with that. You've now been set free for this. For a purpose. Yeah? For a plan. It's your destiny to live in your freedom. Truly we are. Mel prayed it this morning. We are his hands and his feet extended. Dion said it during communion, when we understand how good he is, we just do things for him, yeah? It's an overflow of his love and goodness towards us. So once we were slaves to sin, it separated us from Father God, but we are now free and now we live in this freedom where he says, imitate me. Just breathe and close your eyes. Just close your eyes for a minute and just contemplate that, that he's freed us from sin, brought us into a freedom where now we get to imitate God, the creator of everything.
Now, I don't know about you, but when I think of that, it's daunting. Like, it's really daunting to think we've been set free for a purpose and then scripture after scripture says, hey, imitate me, go make disciples, go and do this stuff, go. And so as I think about even that quote from Chris Valentin, when I think about that, I just think, you know what? This freedom, it's hard. Actually, living free is hard. It was easier being enslaved to sin. I didn't have to think about it. I just did. The interesting thing is, sin doesn't mean you're going to hate it. The Bible's very clear. Sin is pleasurable for a time, so you live a life that's really easy and fun, but it leads to death. I'm just going to suggest living in this freedom that I told you all about, that I tried to get you excited about, that I'm saying now in 2017, this is your focus, live in this freedom, that you're saying, yeah, that's awesome, we're free, you're going to get new t-shirts made, it's going to say freedom, Mount Clear Church of Christ, we're free, we're going to live free. It's really hard. It's hard. It's tough. And I reckon, I don't know if it was a revelation or an epiphany, but I reckon I worked out why it's tough. Now, because sometimes when you think about this stuff, our 2017 is dependent on us living in freedom. In fact, our entire Christian walk is dependent upon us living in freedom. But then you have these questions. Well, what if it's not me? What if I don't want to? What, what if I can't live up to all of that? And I think I've worked out why that we have those questions, why we have some of those struggles at times, why we still trip over temptations from time to time. I think I've worked it out. Because I think now that I'm no longer a slave to sin, that I'm living in freedom... When I try to live free, doing all that God desires for me, in my, I do it in my strength. I now make decisions. I now make choices. Yeah, I now can make the call because I'm free. Yeah? It's free. I can do it. It's yes, go Andrew. I'm free. But it's tough and it's hard and I still struggle and there are still temptations. And there are still doubts. And here's what I've worked out. The great Christian paradox is that we're freed from the slavery of sin to become slaves to God. That's life-giving, isn't it? We're free from the slavery of sin to become slaves to God. But how often do we truly sit and contemplate or take on board that scriptural truth? Because scripture after scripture after scripture tells us that we're slaves to him. 
In fact, often when the word servant is used, the real definition and, and translation is slave. But they chose against that because of the slavery of the day. And people wouldn't take to that word. So we have a freedom that takes us from one slavery to the next. But somehow we haven't moved forward to the next level of slavery. We haven't moved and understood that we're now slaves to Jesus, slaves to God, slaves to the Father. So we're living in this limbo land of freedom where we make the decisions, we make the calls, because we're now free. Anyone else ever have a bit of a struggle living the Christian life? Seriously? Like, or is yours just super rosy every day, 365 days a year? I'm telling you, it's because we're doing it and we're making the decisions and we trust him for some stuff and not all stuff. Because that paradox is that we're freed from the slavery of sin to become slaves of God. You could put it like this. True freedom is slavery to Christ. True freedom is slavery to Christ. Now, I know that we were saved for a relationship with God. Do you know that Satan has a relationship with Father God? Do you know that? He goes and talks to him. Read the Bible. He goes up and he makes petitions and he accuses the brethren. He does all... So the enemy has a relationship with God. So here we are. We have a relationship with Father God. What makes our relationship different? It's whether you live in this limbo land of freedom or whether you move over and understand that you've been set free from sin so that you can now live in freedom as a slave to God. That paradox just does your head in, doesn't it? That's why freedom can be hard. Because when we think, we think. Understand? When we think, we think. But our ways are not daddy's ways. That's why it says in Isaiah 55 verse 8, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. Not a little bit, not a part, a touch. Nothing. Not even close. Yeah? My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything that you can imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. We're trying to live in freedom by our rules and our desires. We're singing our song that we want to do it my way. Yeah? Mel said it perfectly when she said, I had a word, I read something and peace is not a destination. Peace is a person. Yeah? But so many of us don't live in peace because we're still making decisions based on our thinking rather than his. Because when it's his thinking, then we're with him. And he is the prince of peace, isn't he? See, we somehow need to learn this as we move into 2017. If we want to be significantly different. Ourselves, as a church, as a family, as a community. Yeah? This is what we need to learn if we're going to be a gift. That true freedom is to be a slave to Christ. See, it's not enough to be a new person and have a new position. It's not enough. We need to not just operate with the Holy Spirit, we need to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. 
Just like we were saying over the last couple of weeks, yeah, it's not the great mission, it's the great co-mission. Yeah? It's he and us together. And it's the same as we live our life. Our freedom is with us cooperating with him. It's not us operating with God off our own merits. That's not how it works. It's us and Papa together. He does not bless what you do. That's not how it works. See, when you get on board with what Daddy wants, his plan and his purpose for you, that's what he blesses. Do you understand? See, freedom's not making your own decisions, doing whatever you want, and then God blesses that. No, you have been set free to be a slave to him so that his plan and his purpose can come to fulfilment in your life. And he blesses that. True freedom is slavery to Christ. That's why it says in Romans 6 verse 16, don't you realise that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? Yeah? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. Now, this has got nothing to do with your salvation, yeah? That's a free gift. Thank God, once you were slaves to sin, but I love this presumptuous next line, yeah? But now you wholeheartedly obey. Well, how do you know? Seriously, how do you know? But now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching which we've given you. Now you're free from your slavery to sin and you have become what? Slaves. What's it say? You've become what? What, what have you become? Oh man, some of you just don't, you don't want to go there, do you? You have become slaves to righteousness. You have been made righteous by him. You are only right because of him. You have become his slave. Freedom only exists when you understand that you are now his. It doesn't exist anywhere else. All you've done is he's dealt with your sin and you've moved to this place where I can do whatever I want. But it doesn't work that way. Verse 20, I don't, you don't have it up there, I don't believe, Ash, but verse 20 says, When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you've been set free from sin, and have become slaves to God. I'm going to put it really easy. If you don't like it, just rip the page out. It's cool. Just take it away. Don't listen to it. Don't read it. Skip right over Romans. Jump to the other stuff that's easier, yeah? But you have become slaves to God. The benefit you reap leads to holiness. Are you getting this? You become more and more and more and more and more like him from glory to glory and strength to strength when you understand that you're a now a slave to God. So what Paul's saying is there are two masters, there are two slaves really. The slaves of sin resulting in death or the slaves of obedience resulting in righteousness. There's no third option. 
There is no third option. The problem is we live in a world where we, we use the word obedience and the word obedience has a little bit of a tainted definition. Because if I'm talking to my children and asking what's obedience, and they'll say it's when you, I have to listen to you. Is that what most kids would say? You know, seriously, when you think about it, when we talk about obedience, we think of obedience as having to obey somebody else and we want to be the masters of our own destiny. Yeah? So being a slave to God goes against everything that is in the fabric of our society that we've been sitting in, nurturing in, um, basting in, uh, when marinating in is the word I was looking for. Thanks, Mel. You know, we've been marinating in that stuff for years and years and years and years and years. But this is really clear. Yeah? But now you wholeheartedly obey. The pro you know, I guess Paul's saying I've got good news and bad news. The bad news is that we're all slaves. None of us is free. You're in freedom, but you're not really free. Oh, that's going to mess your head now, isn't it? You're in bondage to whatever controls your life. But pastor, you said that we were slaves and now we're free. Well, I did. I started off like that, didn't I? Let me explain it like this. The person who can't say no to sugar is a slave to sugar. The Christian who can't turn off the TV to read the Bible is a slave to the TV. The father, maybe this is speaking to me, who can't turn off the television to spend time with his children is a slave to the television. I know no one here, yeah? The person who checks his bank account every five or six minutes is a slave to money and finance. That's the bad news. We're slaves to whatever controls our lives. Then he says, but here's the good news. As believers... You, me, we get to choose our master. Yeah? You've got to understand the truth that's in the gospel. Yeah? Because we're free and we live as sons and daughters, seated in heavenly places, does not take away the truth that he is our king, our Lord and our God. Yeah? Because then we would have to just take away a lot of those pages. Fortunately, they use really thin paper so we don't kill a lot of trees. So freedom comes, the freedom that we all share comes when we choose Jesus. When we choose to obey him, when we choose to listen to him. When we choose to do what he does over what the enemy does. That's living in freedom. That's not what the world teaches that you are your own person, you can do whatever you like, you're free to make all your own choices. It's true, you're free to make all your own choices. But that's not going to lead to righteousness. That's not living as a slave of Christ. And in this day and age, the issue is not only the word obedience. None of us think highly of the word slave, do we? Seriously. Come on, none of us think highly of the word slave. It's a terrible word. It's a yucky word. You know, it's got such a bad taste. It leaves such a bad taste because of everything that's happened. And even now, you know, 
You've got people that are sold into slavery, even today. So when you use the word slave, you just have this big, you know, no deal. You know, like, deal or no deal? No deal. I'm not a slave. No deal. I'm not a slave to anyone. No deal. You know, most people, again, one of those sweeping generalisations, believe that if you choose to live for yourself, that you will experience true freedom. (laughs) But that's wrong. That's wrong. Hear me, church. That's wrong. That is a lie from the lips of Satan. That is a lie from the enemy. True freedom is not doing whatever you want. It's really hard to get around the word slave and slavery in the New Testament because it's everywhere. Yeah? But we skim over it. We don't flesh it out. We don't unpack it. We don't get into the middle of it, the teaching of it. See, the choice for us isn't should I keep my freedom or give it up and submit to Jesus? That's not the choice. The choice is should I serve sin or should I serve God? That's where your freedom lies. Should I serve sin or should I serve God? Because we become attuned to him. And I reckon I'm safe to say that many of you might be thinking right now, I'm not sure I like this idea of being a slave. You know, Andrew, I don't think I like the idea of being a slave to God. But we need to change that. Being a slave, that word slave doesn't have to be negative. We can change its connotation, we can change its meaning to line up with the living word of God, yeah? Think of it like this. Who's ever flown a kite? Anyone ever flown a kite? It's awesome. Especially when you finally get it up. You finally catch that breeze, yeah? But you know... A kite that flies only flies because it's a slave to the string. Think about that. Because you cut that string and you cut the kite's ability to fly. You will only be all you can be, all you have been destined and purposed by the living God when you are a slave to him like the kite to the string. But you cut that string, you cut the kite's ability to fly. You cut your own ability to fulfill all that God wants to do through you. That's awesome stuff, isn't it? Seriously, I know some of you got the most serious faces I've ever seen in my life. Oh my goodness, if only I had a Nerf gun right now. But this is really good stuff because this is bringing us to true freedom. Yeah? It's true that God is our Father, He's our Abba, He's our Comforter, our loving God, our friend, yeah? But He's also our Lord and our King. Paul himself writes himself as a slave, doesn't he? Romans 1.1, this letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus. First he says, by the way, I'm Andrew, and then he goes, and by the way, I'm a slave of Jesus, and by the way, I'm doing what he told me to do. That's how he introduces himself. And we read his letters and go, oh, man, we want to be like him. Let's have a bit of fun with this freedom, yeah? Go with me here. Let's see if we can stir some stuff up. A slave is someone whose life belongs totally to someone else, yeah? 
Absolute ownership, absolute control, absolute obedience, absolute loyalty, absolute dependence. Yeah? So slavery, when you think about it, was a social relationship between two persons where one had nothing except what the master, the master authorised, desired and provided. Yeah? Now go with me here. Watch this. 1 Corinthians 6.20 for God bought you with a high price. For God bought you with a high price. For God bought you with a high price. So you must honour God with your body. You've been purchased with a high price. That means daddy bought us. That means daddy owns us. <laughs> that means I belong to Father God. That means you belong to him. You with me? So here's my question. How much did he purchase? If he bought you with a high price, how much of, him, of you did he purchase? Did he buy just your right hand? Um, maybe he bought just half of you. Did he just buy a Sunday morning part of you? Oh, don't go there, pastor. But he purchased you with a high price. Did he purchase just Sunday morning and a few hours during the week? How much of you did he purchase with this high price? Because if where his hands and his feet extended, did he get all of us? See, if I buy a car, I want to drive the car. It's my car. I don't want to buy a car and walk down the road holding the steering wheel. Oh, look, I have to cross the road. I don't want to do that. It's my car. It needs to be there when I want it. Yeah? It's mine. I purchased it. It belongs to me. And you and I were purchased at a high price. You and I belong to God. We belong in his family. Yeah? So when he wants you, he wants all of you, not just a part of you, not an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. He wants your seven days a week. He doesn't just want your right hand. He wants your left hand. He doesn't want your voice when you're worshipping him. He wants your voice in everything you say. He wants all of you because he set you free from being enslaved in sin so that you can live a free life being a slave of him, yeah? And as we obey that, it leads us to holiness and righteousness and we go from glory to glory, strength to strength, becoming more like God. Oh, that's why I'm not there yet, you know? Look, this is cool. This is, there's a great quote by Tim Keller. He goes, how religion works. I posted it even on Facebook. How religion works. If you obey then God will love and accept me. That's how religion works. Then he goes on to say, the gospel, I'm loved and accepted, therefore I wish to obey. Oh, this is completely different now. Yeah? So you know what I've come to realise after all that? That we're right back where we were last week. We've just done and come full circle. We are right back to where we were. I'm loved and accepted, therefore I wish to obey. So... 
It's not hard living in God's freedom when God's my Lord and my King, when He's my Master, because I'm not forced to do His will. Yeah, I'm not forced to do what He wants. It's easier than that because I've learnt now that I'm loved and accepted and knowing that I'm loved and accepted, I want to, I decide to, I desire to obey Him. Oh my goodness, this is now making sense, yeah? So last week, Ephesians 5, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. And then we had a look that that says, because you are his dear children. And as his dear children, the Greek word there, we looked at it last week, was agapetos. Dearly loved means beloved, beloved beyond all others. Divinely loved, personally experiencing God's agape love. That was last week. So last week I said, you cannot be a gift until you understand that you're dearly loved. And being dearly loved, you have to understand that you're beloved beyond all others by the living God to the extent that you have to experience personally yeah, his agape love for you. Once you experience that, then you can be a gift. So now, now as we're looking at being a slave, you and I were slaves. and Because while we were still sinners, yeah, he sent Jesus and he broke the power of sin. Now we're free. But the only way to be truly free is to be a slave of Jesus. And the only way to live as a slave, Tim Keller told us, we need to know that we love and accepted because when we know that, then we'll obey. So if we're struggling, oh, this is awesome. If we're struggling to be a slave to God, if we're struggling to do all that he's purposed for us to do, maybe deep, 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 deep down inside, we don't fully understand the extent of his love and his acceptance of us. Because if he did, Dion nailed it when he said there would be an overflow. Things would happen. When we know that we're loved and accepted, then we choose to obey, we desire to obey. Obedience doesn't have a really bad meaning or leave a bad taste because it's completely in a, spoken in a different context. Being a slave isn't being ruled over. Being a slave is understanding who it is that purchased us. The price that was paid for the purchase of all of us and because of that understanding that's deep inside of us because it can't be comprehended here, we then want to obey everything the Father says. And when we, as the scripture says, wholeheartedly obey all that he's taught us, we then step further and further into righteous living. We become more and more holy. We go from strength to strength and glory to glory. Maybe the only difference between some of the mighty men and women of God that we read about, see on television, maybe the only difference is that their understanding of being loved and accepted, of being dearly loved, beloved beyond all others by the living God, experiencing his agape, agape love personally. Maybe the only difference is, is that knowledge is deeply rooted within them more than it is within us. Oswald Chambers said this, both nations and individuals have tried Christianity and abandoned it because it has been found too difficult. But no man has ever gone through the crisis of deliberately, the crisis, it's a decision, yeah? 
It's a tough decision. No one has ever gone through the crisis of deliberately making Jesus Lord and found him to be a failure. Oh, come on. Really, half of you should be jumping up and down, waving your hands, going, that's awesome! That's really exciting stuff. It's liberating. It's life-giving. It's 2017, living in true freedom. Now, Galatians 2 makes sense. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. Yeah? It's no longer I who live because we are a slave to him. Yeah? But Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting, obeying, being a slave of, you know, in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He has right of way. He makes the call. He's in control. And we want him to be in control. We want to obey him. When he says to step out in faith, there's no fear because we're with the Prince of Peace. And so we step out in that obedience. And we grow in our holiness that he gives us, becoming more and more like him. Because we said yes. Instead of living in a false economy, a false freedom, where we make our own decisions. Yeah? Focus on your identity in Christ. We are now a new creation. Is that correct? In him. We're not a new creation apart from him. We are a new creation in him. And our identity is found in him. Not apart from him. Jesus himself said that he would only say and do what he saw the Father say and do. Why are we different? Why are we satisfied with the struggle? Why are we satisfied with the occasional doubt? Why are we satisfied with the odd tribulation and tension that we keep tripping over? Why, why? Why, why, why? When we can be free, 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 free. And if we can grab hold of this, 1 John 4, 11 and 12 says, Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression. Full expression. Full expression. I can tell half the time what you're thinking by the expression on your face. It's an outward outside thing, yeah? And so once we understand how much that we're fully loved, since God loved us that much, then now we can fully love each other. And as we fully start to love each other, he is fully expressed in us and through us for those around us. So he's revealed, the Father's revealed when we live this way to everybody, those in the community, those that are our neighbours, those in our family. In his freedom, as his slave, we go from strength to strength and glory to glory. You know, why don't we stand? Andrew, do you mind if I have the keys? Would that be okay, please? If we want to be different and make a difference in 2017, 
as a church, as a family, but also as individuals, yeah? If we want to make a difference, then we need to know and understand completely that he purchased us. And he did that at a high price. Yeah? And when we understand that, we start to grab hold and understand how dearly loved we are beyond all others. We know that we're loved. We know that we're accepted. And so we choose and, and desire to obey him. Can I ask you all just for a moment, to, just to close your eyes? Because I, I truly believe that each and every one of us needs to reach a point in our faith where we're able to say, you know, I, body and soul, completely and totally belong to Christ. I am His. I am His pupil, His property, His disciple. He is my Lord and my Master, and there is no better place for me to be. Somewhere in our walk, we need to be able to say that. Somewhere deep, deep, deep within us, we need to be able to say, yes, Lord, I'm yours. So you and I were slaves, but we've now been made free. Free to live for him. Free to be in relationship with Father. Free from sin and death. Free to be slaves for Jesus. <laughs> for God bought you with a high price. So you must honour God with your body. True freedom is slavery to Christ. That is our destiny. Yeah? Just listen to the music for a moment and I just want you to ponder those words as he plays. fully know him completely to know that you're dearly loved to utterly understand that we're loved and accepted to experience personally repeatedly God's agape love to know that he has paid a high high price for all of you yeah so right now wherever you're sitting I have a question. How much of you did he purchase? Have you given him everything that he paid for? And without anyone looking around, without worrying about your neighbour on your left or your right or whoever's sitting in front of you or behind you. 
if you know deep within your heart of hearts that, that you've wanted to live in this freedom but you've struggled at times and you've realised that I, I haven't given fully over to Christ, I, I haven't been able, I can't say that I've been his slave. If you want to change that in your life, to live in true freedom for him, with him, and in him. I just want you to, through a show of hands, thus that's why I want your eyes closed. I don't want anyone else to, to be looking around. I just want you to say, God, that's me. I want to step into that place and that reality where you have total control. This is not a salvation call. This is about living your life in a way, in a purpose that he has designed for you, that you will truly grow in your holiness, going from strength to strength and glory to glory, living in true freedom. Yeah? So if that's you, just on the count of three, I want you to raise your hands. I don't want you to think about anything else, but Lord God, I want more of you. I want to be more like you. I want to hear you clearer. So just on the count of three, if that's you, then this is... This is for you and for him. Yeah? So if that's you, one, just get ready to raise your hand. Just get ready to say, God, yes, I'm going to, I want to give yourself all of me. I'm going to give you more of me. Two, Lord, I want to be all that you have purposed and destined for me to be. A dearly loved, Son and daughter of the Most High God, beloved beyond all others, loved and accepted, I choose and I desire to obey. If that's you, raise your hands. Three. Say, God, that's me. Bless you, Father. Father, in this place right now, Lord, we give our whole hearts to you. Father, not just part of our heart. Lord God, we understand and we know that everything that you have destined us to be revolves and sits, Lord, with the cornerstone truth of knowing how much you loved us. Father, that you sent your son and paid an exceptionally, extremely high price for us. That we belong to you, that we belong to your family, that we are a part of you. That our home is in heaven, that you are our comforter, that you are our brother, that you are our Abba. But Lord, you are also our Lord. And you are also my King, our King. You are our Master. Continue to shine the light, Father, of your purpose and ways upon our footsteps, Lord God. That with each step we would hear you clearer. That with every decision, God, it would be weighted in you. Lord, that we would come to know you in a much deeper way. Completely reliant, completely dependent. Father, completely obedient to you. So we thank you. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for this time right now. But now that you've been set free from sin and have become slaves to God, 
The benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And everyone said, Amen. And everyone said, And everyone said, Amen. Live a life of freedom by giving your life fully to Him in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Have a wonderful day, a wonderful week in all that you do.